I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 122. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Scott Beckford here from I Love Mortgage Brokering. Today on the show, I have Angela Caller from DLC Mortgages. Her passion for her business was contagious. She's been on TV, radio, and in print probably more than any other mortgage broker I've talked to. She believes in educating her clients and working with people who share her passion. I love how she uses her media platform to educate her clients and position herself as an industry leader. Interesting fact, she's done radio for once a week for 10 years running. I've only been doing the podcast for two years. I'm impressed with her self-discipline. This episode is sponsored by Pioneer West Acceptance Corp. Pioneer West is a private lender in BC and Alberta. Normally when we have sponsors on the show, it's because I personally use their product or service and I can give it a 100% recommendation. In this case, it's a little different. I've decided to do some background checking on the crew at Pioneer West and I found that everyone I talked to said they were fast, down to earth and under oath deals if they made sense, which is exactly what you're looking for in a B lender. Another cool thing about Pioneer West is they still have money to lend. I've been hearing some lenders are running low on cash, not these guys. If you're a broker who's looking for a lender for your next B deal, check out Pioneer West Acceptance Corp. Tell them you heard about them on I Love Mortgage Brokering. They're big supporters of our community and we've cooked up some pretty cool giveaways inside our Facebook group. Check them out at pioneerwest.com and check out this episode with Angela. It's awesome. Hey, Angela, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Scott. So can you just tell us a little bit about how you got into the mortgage business? Definitely. For me, I always had a passion for real estate and I always had a passion for investing. And when I was chairing a business club in North Vancouver at the young age of 19, I met uh, Daryl Swallow from Consumers Choice Mortgages and he talked about what a mortgage broker did. And as he continued to talk in about six months after knowing him, I began to realize that that could be a path for me to marry my two passions together um, because at the time I didn't want to become a real estate agent. I didn't feel passionate about the details of that position and I didn't want to become a financial advisor because I had learned very young that if financial advisors really only paid attention to you when you had a lot of money. And I didn't like that because when I was in grade nine, I went to school from nine to three and I worked from four to nine. So I had the huge ability to save money and I wanted to invest. And I went to my bank to invest and they basically laughed me out of their office. And a financial advisor that was new at the time that was door knocking in the area where I was running a call center basically said like, look, I'm not going to make any money on you, but I believe in your desire basically. And I'm hoping that you're going to be that 1% that actually goes somewhere. You know, even then I, I kind of did my research on why I wasn't really respected by the bank when I went in there and, you know, understand that everybody's in the business to make money. And so when I learned what a mortgage broker did and how they had access to multiple products and how the licensing ethics are there for you to do the right thing for the clients at all times. It was just an immediate gravitation to me. So I had him as my mentor, him and Kathy, that have a wonderful little company in White Rock. I kept my job because at that age, at 19 years old, I worked for a restoration company in North Vancouver. I made an amazing salary. I was doing fantastic there, but I just couldn't see any other opportunities for me to quite have the same passion for what I was doing at that time. So I immediately became a mortgage broker, kind of did both 
for two years. And then I'll never forget this day because I call it Cala Independence Day. June 6, 2006, I quit my full-time secure job. And because I was exceeding the income I was earning doing mortgages part-time. And as soon as I became a mortgage professional full-time, it was everything immediately happened for me. I remember I got called from MBABC to do a, a panel with rising stars in the industry. And the lenders had suggested names of people that they had worked with to go on this panel and talk about what we were doing and how we were successful. And from that, everything snowballed. I remember getting a call that week from Realty Television saying, hey, we're looking for a mortgage broker to come on our show and talk about mortgages and get filming. So come in and we'll meet you and we'll kind of see if you have what it takes. And I never had been on television or radio in the past. And I just went in there, you know, and introduced myself and talked about what I love doing and why I love doing it and how I got into the industry. And they immediately started having me on the show as a regular. And it was amazing because until that time, the producer said, you know, their mortgage brokers that they had on, they weren't young. They were older, banker-looking type um, individuals. So they loved having me on the show because I was young, vivacious, lots of energy, and I was just full of ideas for them. So that went on one episode and then they started doing, the show became so popular at that time that they ended up running that show Thursday nights and then Saturday and Sunday mornings. And that just exploded and it was exciting and fun and it was all live and it wasn't perfect, but I had fun with it and I always just was able to share my passion. And then from that Newspapers started contacting me for comments, and once they worked together with me, they really enjoyed it. So they would introduce me to other editors and writers and and producers that I had met on one television series would introduce me to other ones. I started doing work on, you know, for the OWN network. I started doing some uh, research and writing for the W network. I mean, it just continued to go on and on and really was a lot of fun for me. And then, you know, the radio station approached me and said, like, you need to do a show. Let's, you know, let's do this. And so, I mean, I've never looked back. I mean, here we are 10 years later. And and it's just a real fundamental part of my business. And it gives me the opportunity to give clarity to borrowers, to educate borrowers, and just tell them a little bit about who I am and what they can expect when they do business with me. Wow. Okay. I have a bunch of questions. I've been writing notes as you're talking. So... uh, (laughs) For, I'm going to go, go right back to the beginning. You said you worked from, when you were in school, you worked from four to nine. Yeah, and then weekends too. So I never had time to spend money. So, I so what did you do? Just out of curiosity, just to... I, uh, I ran a call center. So I worked for a timeshare company where my job was to make calls working from a script and book those people for meetings. And we would get paid based on them attending the timeshare presentation. We didn't get paid if they didn't show up and it didn't matter if they bought or not, but we had to, we had a script that we had formulated based on, you know, who the companies were in the community and what, you know, we needed 90 minutes of their time to come and review the new development in their community and the opportunities that it was going to bring for tourism in the city and the economic development. It was a numbers game. It was a script. It was system. It was was processes. And I was very young and quickly, based on my own results, was able to manage the team. And I kind of just 
did that and understood, you know, discipline, numbers, and maintaining a system. Wow, that's a that's an awesome sort of proving grounds or or preparing you for our industry. Like I worked at a mill shoveling wood chips, so it wasn't really <laughs> useful, but uh, at least it helped me know not what I want to do. So then you said you mentioned something about mentors. So the mentors that you had early on. Do you have mentors now? Like obviously when you start out, is there anybody that you kind of think of as a mentor or is it peers? Like how do you stay fresh and focused today? Honestly, I just, I seek inspiration from everyone. There's not, it doesn't matter what level you're at. I have learned from everybody in the industry that I've had the privilege of talking to or networking with, regardless of their stature or time in the business. I... And I continue to be inspired. I find for me too, I get most of my inspiration for the mortgage industry outside of the mortgage industry. I always find, oh, that's really clever. And then I try to bring it back to our industry. So can you think of something that you saw that wasn't kind of in our industry that you've applied? I think it's just really continual development. I'm always working on being the best person that I can be. And throughout the time of being a business owner and having, you know, the the honor of the success that I've had, you definitely have to keep yourself really emotionally strong and continue to grow because not only are you running a business, but you're creating your family and you're creating a team around you of people. So becoming an employer is a significant responsibility. I've had the privilege of working with some of the most smart and amazing people. For me, I like to hire people that are smarter than me because I believe that smart people keep smarter people around them. And I like to foster and empower people to be the best that they can be. And in turn, I look for them to assist me to do the same and hold each other accountable. My husband and I are very similar in that regard. My husband's in real estate and he has been a a developer and he's held elected office municipally. Mm -hmm. So we always hold ourselves to a high standard. We've done Anthony Robbins together and, you know, we continue to read and we continue to seek mentors you know, in our communities as well, who are doing great things and for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. There's nothing really in particular other than really Anthony Robbins, I can say, that's really kind of assisted me. And especially when you have your highs and lows, because it's not just the business of doing mortgages, you know, it's the people around us that we provide opportunities to, that are our partners, and the value that you have to continue to be inspired to deliver, because It doesn't matter how long you've been in the business or what you're doing. Everything that you do, you have to be the best that you can be because everyone's always watching. And almost the more successful you are, the more people watch and the more people throw stones at you to see if they can knock you down at times, Mm -hmm. right? Some people hold you to a standard that is not reality, but you have to manage that expectation. And there's a lot of things that happen out of your control that you manage as well as you can and you have to have the emotional maturity and security to be able to handle these things. So I want to ask you I'm going to move to the radio station for so you've done that for 10 years so what is the frequency of that program and how have you been able to sort of leverage that into building your brand and building your company? Well I believe that I'm an industry leader in respect for doing that because I get to share my passion about what we do every single week and I believe that it provides clarity and an opportunity for people to have a personal relationship to understand exactly how we help people. For the last decade that I've been doing it, I often will bring my own clients onto the show to talk about their experience because it's one thing if I say it, but when they talk about how they felt 
what they felt, what they learned, and how much more educated and how much more empowered they feel, that means a lot more to anybody than anything I can possibly say. So that has been one of the funnest parts of it. And, you know, as a result, I've had the privilege of creating lifelong friendships. Sometimes I I never get sick of doing it because each and every week I, you know, I'm involved in my business on a daily basis. And so I just share the stories of the week and how we've helped people and everybody's different. You know, the process of what we do can be mundane. It can feel like vanilla ice cream, but the people are so colorful and so vibrant and the success is so great. And I take great pride in their personal success. And that's what continues to drive me to move forward, to be better, to be the best that I can be and deliver that message clearly in a format that is relatable to them each and every day. So I love it. And it helps me really focus on my business each and every week to, to be basically be paying attention for examples that you want to use in your upcoming show. So it sounds like you, it's almost like a, your process is an, you like to educate your borrowers and your the media platform you use is also just another way, another expression of educating borrowers so that they understand. Is that is that correct? Exactly. So, you know, the work should be done before they call me. Mm-hmm. It's not, <laughs> but, you know, really, are you going to work with someone who's leading the pack, who's so passionate about what they do that they spend an hour on a media platform to talk about it each and every week? Or, you know, or not, if you have that choice. In my opinion, it's to their advantage to work with someone who has that much passion to be able to share it and have the people on that they have helped. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And how often do you do these episodes with your with your clients? Whenever you have the right fit. I mean, not everybody wants to be on TV or radio or be used as an example in a national magazine. It depends on the person. To be honest, it's harder than you think to have people on there because when you're talking about consolidating someone's debt and saving them $2,000 a month, you know, most people are really excited, but some people don't want other people to know. Right. Yeah, that's true. They, that was their example. Or some people don't want everyone in their family to know about them buying a house because maybe they have like 10 other friends in the business or something that they felt that they should have been obligated to, but they didn't want to work with them because they didn't feel that they were the right fit for them. So it just really depends. And then there's other people that love it. It's a part of their life. It's a part of their every day. They want to shout it from the mountaintops. They'll do anything to assist you, and those people are the kind of people that generally, you know, want to be on the air. So not everybody wants to be front and center and made an example, but there are people who really are passionate about what they've learned, and they want to share that too, and they want the people that they care about not to make the same mistakes that they may have made in the past not knowing better. Mm -hmm. That's really good. So what I want to ask you about now is failure. So I know, obviously, you've done lots of amazing things, but sometimes failure happens but there's always a lesson in it looking back. So can you think of something that maybe didn't work with the way you want, but, and then the lesson that you learned? Yeah. You know, I think that has happened with me, you know, with the right people around me on my team, I'm kind of a, you know, I'm an only child. And so I'm used to solitude and discipline and I would rather work alone than work with other people that don't share my value system. So that could be stubborn and that burns you out. Some people say, you know, there was times during my business where, you know, when I did $88 million in business in one year, when I won the AMP of the year, I was running off my feet and I was working ridiculous hours. I mean, at that time, I wasn't married. I didn't have children, but I was not a nice person. 
And so although the numbers were great and it was amazing to be able to do that, I wasn't a nice person and I don't like really who I was. I was always grumpy and angry. And Did you, did you have an assistant at that time or you did everything? No. Wow. No, I did everything because I had gone through a couple people and I was just sick of, you know, trying to settle for someone who didn't share the same core values as me. So I said, forget it. I'm going to do it all on my own. And at that time, I was doing the radio. I was doing TV. I was doing writing. I was doing every single piece of documentation from beginning to end on my own. Absolutely everything. It was just so much, you know, and my frustration. Like, honestly, I definitely took 10 years off my life Mm -hmm. during that year. But it worked out because, obviously, it gave me the ability to attract other people who shared the same values as me and were able to work together with me. And I'm always looking to add to my team. And, you know, right now I'm looking to add to my team. You know, I'm looking for people who care about doing the right thing all the time, who want to work in a place where their contribution is valuable and know that when you work together with a small team like myself, you're not just somebody that works together with me. You're someone I consider a partner and your family. Mm-hmm. So I got a question for you because I've had the same experience in hiring assistants and having you know challenges. How did you find the current people you have now? How did you find them? Because it sounds like you're a big fan of them. So Definitely. What, what kind of things do you do now to find these these great people? Well, to be honest, it's, uh, it's really hard because the last, you know, a couple years of my business. I have a three and a half year old son and I have a 14 month old daughter. I love my, my practice because in my, that's my baby. And so I love to, I don't feel like what I do is work. I feel like I get to live my passion every day. So I'm constantly balancing all of them. And, you know, the first person that I've had with me that was with me for about seven years, I actually met when I was doing the course at UBC. Mm-hmm. And I had just met him and we had become friends. And he was like one of those people that I knew. I was like, oh my gosh, if we have to work together at one point. We have, one day we'll, something will happen and we'll get the opportunity to work together. And that's exactly what happened. He was in a place where he just didn't feel that he was growing anymore where he was. He, business was declining and he was such a smart guy, you know, so he was super underutilized. And so we had just maintained a friendship throughout that entire time. And then when the opportunity, we just happened to be messaging back in that day on MSN Messenger. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm looking for someone. And he's like, what? What about me? And I'm like, oh, are you serious? Is this our time? And then, yeah, I mean, you know, some of the best seven years of my career, you know, we worked together side by side. You know, he did fantastic. He earned a great income. At that time, he didn't own a home. Within the first year of working together with me, he owned a home, you know, and just had so much personal success that I was there to assist mentoring with because I want everyone around me to be successful. I want everybody to be the best that they can be, you know, because we're family and I care about the people that I work together with. And I'm telling you, we were so close. Not only did we get to work together every day, but we hung out on the weekends and, you know, he was in my wedding party as my husband's, uh, one of my husband's groomsmen and he became, you know, the godfather of my son. And then of course he worked with amazing people. And so I got the opportunity, you know, the same thing. I'd meet his friends and I'd say, Oh, I can't wait for the opportunity. You know, we've got to keep our eye on, on so-and-so. So whenever he's ready, he can come and join us too. And that's exactly what happened. And then the other gentleman that I have work with me, I had met when DLC had just started. And, you know, he is an amazing executor and all around great guy. Everyone loves him. Um, But, you know, just didn't have, wasn't in a position to bring in the business. And so the role that 
the people that work together best with me are just amazing at what they do. They're used to high, high volume. They thrive on that. They don't get stressed out. And they just love the ability to make the contribution to society that we're making, helping the people that we're helping. And they're they're executors and pleasers. And I bring in all the business. There's no shortage of business here. They're just executing the system and loving it and growing. Right. That sounds awesome. And so it sounds like you find a gem. So you find somebody who's awesome and then you start to look to their friends because often like attracts like. And yeah, you want... or people that I've met. Right. Or people that I've met in the industry. But I got to say, it's not, a, it's not a simple task. I mean, I um, this time around, because I haven't, ever since I had my children, I basically go to work and go home and hang out with my other clients and friends that have kids. So I haven't been out in the industry meeting as many people and continuing. I don't do any social functions. I haven't gone on any of the trips. I haven't done any of that. So I haven't been out there recruiting my new BFFs that are going to come work together with me. Well, maybe somebody will be listening to this and they'll be like, hey, I think uh, maybe I'd get along good with you so they can they can shout yeah. out to you. Yeah, you never know. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Because I found, and do you, is there any kind of like test you do or is it just a, like, is it a gut thing? Because I found some, like, those are Tony Robbins tests that I found useful, which was like this, uh, the disc profile, I guess. And I get people to fill that out. It's free. And you can really tell a lot about their sort of, at least a, a sense of their personality from it. Have you done anything like that? Or do you just use your instinct? A combination of both. And it depends on the time, to be honest. Like, you know, when I was, I had a, a change with my team when I was like six months pregnant. And I was like, oh my God, this person has all the attributes, but there's something in my gut that just tells me like their attitude just isn't right. Like they're presenting well, they're assessing well, they can do the job, they're awesome, but there's just something that doesn't fit and I ignored it. You know, in the personality test came out well. I, you know, Dominion Lending Centers is a great company out of the head office here. You know, I called Gene at a head office and he's done personality profiles for me before. But, you know, sometimes I found that people can assess well, they can present well. And it's important to do those things, but instincts are important. Like you can't teach a work ethic. You have it or you don't. You can't teach empathy and courtesy. You either have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. You know. I always joke that's your parents' fault. I can't fix that. <laughs> so yeah, you know. And there's some people that can take take growth and take modification as they you know work through things, and, and others that can't. And so, you know, as much as some of the people that I've met, they've presented so well or they've assessed well and, you know, but something in your, you know, you can't let, you always have to follow your instincts and have the people around you be honest with you about their instincts. And the people around you have to be comfortable enough to be honest with you. It's important. Mm -hmm. Totally. So I want to ask you a few more questions. One, you'd mentioned that you're, you like to read a lot. And so what's a book, if there's one book that you could recommend for our listeners, what would it be? Okay. Well, let me tell you, since I've had my three and a half year old, I got no time for reading novels. Just kids books? But I'll, yeah, I can read a lot of Paw Patrol and uh, Bubble Guppies. But one book that sticks with me that is really, really important to the core fundamentals of who I am is Leading Without a Title. Throughout me, ever, throughout my entire existence, I've always led without a title. I've always done the right thing when nobody's looking. I've always looked at being the best at whatever I could be, no matter what in my life. And I believe that the people around me have to have that same fundamental and core value to be able to be associated with me. So lead without a title. You have to be of that type of person for me to really be attracted to you. Right. That's good. And is there any resources you use in your business that you find that helps it make makes it more successful, like Dropbox? I'm just thinking of some like technology things. 
I could definitely uh, use a refresher on that stuff. Let me tell you. Right now, I use Auto. So I use Expert, Auto, Nexa. Like DLC is, again, they're amazing. So I have, you know, several cores in my business. I have the DLC Intranet is a great, great tool. DLC has a lot of resources in there. If you actually spend some time and go in there, you will, you know, definitely be amazed. So I use the Nexa. I take advantage of what our company has to offer. And I use Auto, which is something that is great for when the deals are in in process. And basically run everything off those two systems. And it works great for me. But I'm always looking at finding a way to, you know, better assist clients to help the ease of processing things because sometimes, you know, we get attachments or people want to drop off T1s. And of course, you know, we tell them that the best way to do it is through their accountant or for them to go online. And, you know, we tell them to download the Genius Scan app. But I would believe that auto will develop into customer facing, being able to have clients upload their documents and so forth too, just to additionally assist everybody together, become a little bit more green in the way that we do more mortgages, you know, I believe have people involved in in the process together so we can really help them in today's world when everybody wants everything really quickly, the more efficiently we can work together, the faster that we can help them get to their ultimate goal. But I have to say, you know, it is important to run your business like a business. So, you know, everything that we have, we deliver value, as I had mentioned in the beginning. So it's important to really look at mortgage protection plan or having process for protecting clients once they get their mortgage. Dominion Lending Centers also has InsureLine, and there's a really amazing product that's recently come out that I've been introducing to my clients that has been phenomenal called Legal Shield. It basically is completely disrupting the system on how people used to use lawyers and gives them the ability to have a lawyer basically on retainer for 26 bucks a month. So that's something that, you know, having people get their wills ready. I mean, if if you ask your clients if they have their wills ready, most of them will say no. And the fact that, you know, they can really have complete legal retention for three years for the same price as a will that they'll do every year for you for free is, is pretty phenomenal. So I've been really excited about that introduction to our to our business. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So a couple of last questions. So what do you think is the number one thing holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful? Probably themselves. I mean, whenever there is a problem, we have the answer and it's really up to you. You got to reflect on what's going on. We're the block. And for every failure that I've had, I'm fully willing to take responsibility for that. And I got to let go of what I can't control and I have to move forward. And if I can't move forward, then I have a block somewhere and I have to figure out where that block is. But everything comes from within. Anybody who wants to blame external resources is not, doesn't, is not there yet. They're not there to get the fix yet. Right. I totally agree. So this is my last question. One of my favorites is the DeLorean question. Remember the movie Back to the Future? No. So you, okay, <laughs> I never saw you never that seen that movie? movie? Okay. So in the movie, there's a card. You get in and you can, you can travel in time. So the idea is that if I put you in the car, send you back to 12 years ago, and if you could sit down and have a conversation with yourself and say, Angela, do these three things and you'll have a you know, bigger, better business today, what three things would you tell yourself? Let go of what you can't control and what other people think of you is not your business. I'll just say those two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I, I heard that from a Scottish guy one time. He was doing a talk and he's like, what other people think of you? It's none of your business. And I'm just like, I love that. That's my best attempt at a Scottish accent, by the way. But I totally agree. Yeah. And uh, so where can people find you online? Uh, people can find me online at angelacala.ca. 
If anybody wants to email me with any questions or input. Or if they think they might be a good fit with you, like if you're... Yeah, or they want to know about Legal Shield or, you know, questions about anything like that, I am, I'm open. And so they can email me directly at A-C-A-L-L-A at dominionlending.ca. Awesome. And anybody listening, there'll be show notes, links to everything we talked about at isleofmortgagebrokering.com. Angela, I really appreciate your time today and I hope you continue to crush it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And I hope to meet you in person one day, Scott. Yeah, maybe at a conference or something. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you do, you'll get three deals in the next week. Okay, that's not entirely true, but we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can check out everything at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. See you next week.